0: And welcome to Let Us Go Into the House of the Lord. I'm Pastor Michael Lilienthal, and today I'm very excited to present to you, we're going to be discussing the third Sunday of Advent, uh, which is also known as Gaudete Sunday. Now, that's something that we haven't discussed a whole lot on the podcast so far, the the Latin names for the Sundays. Uh, But to to help me out with this Sunday, um, I have a, a guest pastor who's going to tell us how he's planning for his service For this Gaudete Sunday in the middle of Advent when, uh, you know, we've been discussing the colors, uh, the violet color of of Advent. Sometimes it's blue, uh, but uh, this time, uh, this Sunday, it's going to be a little bit different. And so to to discuss that with me today, uh, I have Pastor Jeff Hendricks. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Michael. Uh, So tell us a a little bit about your church and uh, about planning for, for this coming Sunday.
1: Yeah, Gaudete or uh, Gaudete, uh, however you like to say it, um, is uh, I just love Gaudete Sunday. I I love all of Advent, uh, but uh, but Gaudete Sunday is, is uh, that the highlight here in the Advent season. <laughs> it's and a high point.
0: You get a little reprieve here, right in the middle, maybe.
1: <laughs> exactly. It, it, yeah. it, it truly is like, and the lessons too um, are just fantastic, and. Um, of course, I, I, uh, a lot of people might be confused about this, and you you it already the the little the little different uh, color that we get here, um, and it is this Sunday for a reason, uh, and mm-hmm. it's called called Gaudete for a reason too.
0: Yeah, so let's uh, let's uh, talk about that. Why why is it called Gaudete or Gaudete Sunday?
1: Yeah, so so I think pretty much every Sunday in the historic church here, uh, has a Latin name, and the Latin name simply comes from uh, what would be the traditional introit for the day, or that, the, and especially mm-hmm. the antiphon to the introit. Um, and the introit historically is just the kind of the entrance verse or the entrance psalm. Uh, I think historically it was used uh, as people were kind of coming into the church. Um, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, without without clocks and things they needed to know when to start and and so somebody would <laughs> would start them off by singing uh the uh the, the appointed psalm for the day um and uh, remember the the book of psalms is really just the, the the hymn book uh of the bible and so they would sing these yeah. hymns and uh one per sunday and uh just kind of like we do with our hymns uh, we take the first line in, of the hymn and and that's the title of the hymn they would do the same thing with the psalms and and uh, or these introits, and that would be the name for the Sunday. Um, but this Sunday, the introit actually doesn't come from the Book of Psalms at all.
2: Uh, <laughs> right. It's unique.
1: It, it is. And so that's that's another one of those different things. It's, it's actually from uh, Philippians, the New Testament, mm-hmm. the, the antiphon is. And I, I, I didn't look this up in advance, but this may be, may be the only uh, New Testament antiphon that we get in the church year. I might be wrong on that, but uh,
0: as, as far as I know, you are correct. I haven't checked that myself either. I know we get, uh, uh, antiphons and intros from other locations, but uh, as far as new Testament ones, you might be right. This might be the only one. Yeah. So it, uh,
1: it comes from Philippians four, four to five. Um, and, uh, it re- rejoice in the Lord, uh, uh, rejoice in the Lord. Always. Again, I will say rejoice, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand, uh, and uh, the the Latin word for rejoice is gaudete or, or gaudete.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's where we get the the name for the Sunday.
0: Yeah, and and it ties into the different color for the day. Uh, and uh, I, why don't you talk a little bit about that too? Uh, how, what what's the different color we have this Sunday, and why is that? Why is it that way? So it's pink uh,
1: <laughs> or or rose. Yes. Uh, rose actually the liturgical color of rose but everybody will know it is pink um mm-hmm. and uh this is the, the of course this is the day you light the pink candle the rose colored candle on the advent wreath um mm-hmm. and uh I, I don't know if you you've talked about the advent wreath uh yeah a little
2: bit uh,
0: yep
1: um but uh so so the, this third sun is when you light the the rose colored candle and 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 I'm not sure exactly when the candles kind of became those colors. I know the Advent wreath itself is probably mm-hmm. um, a, a German Lutheran thing, and,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: but it didn't come into American usage until the 1900s. Uh, and then at some point, uh, the Advent candles got the the colors of the the liturgical Sundays, um, like what your parents would would typically be. Um, and uh, this third candle is is pink. Uh, well, that's because the uh, the liturgical color for this Sunday is is rose,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, or it can be rose. Uh, not many Lutheran churches, though, I think, have have rose as pyramids. Uh, I am super excited this year because uh, I have a member here that uh, was very generous and and uh, she she gifted me with a rose stole this year oh nice Uh, so i am super excited to to wear that um on Gaudete sunday this year
0: yeah i I gotta interject just a little bit here i've heard uh, i heard a sermon um, from another pastor i can't remember who or when but talking about this this sunday and he did have the rose colored vestments and he was talking about gaudete and how it was a a joyful sunday and it's not only joyful because you get to see your pastor wearing pink but it's also (laughs) <laughs> so
2: yeah real, real
1: real real pastors wear pink
2: that's right that's right <laughs> and, and it's
1: pink because um well uh the, the historic color of advent is is violet or purple mm-hmm. and and that's the same color as as lent uh, a lot of churches use blue too we actually use blue mm-hmm. here for most of advent um but violet is is this deep color um that that reminds us of of our sin uh it, it, it's like there's some black mixed in with with this purple it's this deep rich color um mm-hmm. but then you get here to the third sunday and and all the the darkness is removed and you're left with with this light color um this uh, this rose color and and uh, again just rejoice uh mm-hmm. on this day and and you see that with the color to it it's lighter it's brighter uh it's more joyful
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's let's get into the the propers for the day and see why that joy comes uh, this Sunday with with the way these these propers go. Where where would you like to start with uh, the propers for Gaudete Sunday?
1: Uh, how about we walk through it uh, just as you might hear it in a in a in a worship uh, divine service setting. Excellent.
0: So you've already alluded to uh, the the intro it. Um, do you do you use the intro it in your in your worship service? So
1: we, I do hear, uh, and okay. I've made a point at, of, of using it, especially during Advent, mm-hmm. uh, because I think, I think without the intro, it's, uh, the, uh, the Sundays really don't make as much sense, especially the, the, the rose candle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't understand, uh, if you don't have the intro it for, um, Gaudete Sunday, why are we lighting this this rose-colored candle? <laughs> uh, and and what's the whole deal about this rejoicing thing? And so I think it's really helpful to to get the intro. It's in here. And I like to say that they simply set the stage for what's going to happen in the rest of the service.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: this is a great way for, you know, for 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 congregation members to come sit down um, and very simply read through the intro and you're going to get a feel for what's going to come up later in the service. So yeah. we use it here and uh, it's not a part of our hymnal. So we use Christian worship, uh, the Wells hymnal, uh, mm-hmm. even though we're an ELS congregation. And so Christian worship does not have the intro. It's in there. They kind of took it out, unfortunately. And uh, and so we put it back in uh, and I use um, the intro. It's from from ELH, uh, the ELS hymnal. And, uh, but we we put a refrain with it, uh, like you might see in CW. Uh, and uh, these refrains were written and composed by uh, ELS Pastor Dan Hartwig.
0: Yes.
2: Um,
1: and uh, so they're 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 pretty neat. It's the same melody every week, uh, but just with uh, a paraphrase of the uh, of the verse uh, in there. In this case, Philippians four.
0: Yeah, so um, let's let's look at the whole intro. Would you share that whole intro with us? Sure. So, um,
1: our ant- and I'll read you what, what I've got here. So this is a, a paraphrased version of Philippians 4, and then uh, the psalm is Psalm 85, and uh, there's four verses, 1, two, 6, and 8. Mm-hmm. So, rejoice in God, rejoice again, be gentle for the Lord's at hand. In the psalm, Lord, you've been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sin. Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people. And then the the Gloria Patri, and then we would sing the the, the Antiphon again.
0: Very good. Yeah, so you get that that joyful expectation that really comes through uh, in that intro with the Antiphon especially. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And we use it antiphonally too.
0: So singing it before oh. and after. Great. Great. Yes. Uh, all right. So the intro really sets the stage for the whole service. Um, what's the What's the next step in the propers that we come to?
1: So then we get the salutation and the and the prayer of the day, uh, and the prayer of the day. Uh, there are there are two two sets of prayers in uh, the ELS Seminal. and typically I use the longer one. Mm. Uh, I believe those are, um, are those the Dietrich ones, the VD trick?
0: Yeah, the, the um, longer ones are the Dietrich. Yep. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I I, I I love those, and, and they sum up all the lessons for the day. But uh, today I actually used, uh, or uh, for for Gaudete, I, I'm using the, the 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 shorter of the two. Mm. Uh, and uh, most of the most of those collects have the stir up. We beseech you uh, stir up our hearts. There's always stir up something, and yet in yeah. this collect. Uh, there's no stirring going on in sense. Well, uh Lord, we beseech you, give ear to our prayers and enlighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit one true God now and forever. Amen. Yeah. So enlighten the darkness. Uh give mm-hmm. rid of the darkness. That's let right. Us have, let us have rose. <laughs>
0: Great. get that. Get that dark color out of the violet or the blue and get the the rose that takes its place. Yeah. Yeah. Um that beseeching is uh, is an interesting phrase. I think uh, by uh, by and large, if, if people have any awareness of that, we beseech you sort of idea, it comes across in maybe a little more of a negative tone than we might think of for a, a Gaudete Sunday. That we beseech you, that means we're in trouble. We we need help desperately. Uh, is kind of the the tone here. But uh, yeah. for for Gaudete Sunday, do you have any comments on on that? How it might uh, be used a little bit different, or or in the same sort of vein?
1: You know, I, I, I think it's uh I think that's that's perfect actually because you know, this is a joyous Sunday, but it's a joy Sunday in the midst of a more <laughs> sorrowful penitential reflective season. Uh and, and even all the lessons today too are, are that way. Um there is there is joy, but it's amidst sorrow. All of these <laughs> lessons have that. Uh and and I hadn't thought about that in the colic before with the beseech you, but but there is joy, um, and and our Lord implores us to to pray to Him uh, as you know, as the children uh, ask their dear Father. Uh, so we we have the hope that He will answer us. Um, but uh, you know, we're still asking for for something. We're still not uh, perfect down here. We still need things, um,
0: right.
1: and so, but we do have that joy amidst the sorrow.
0: That, well, and we know He's answering. <laughs> yeah. Exactly is how this comes. That's that's the that's the real joy. Um, yeah. So any, anything more in the collect?
1: I, I, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The the gracious visitation in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's
1: so much packed in here. This little thing. The gracious nope. visitation. That's that's another part of um, one of the. There's like two main things that I see going on in this whole Sunday, and one of this one of them is this visitation idea, where God is visiting us uh, in the historic lectionary. Uh, the um, the first three Sundays in Advent each focus on one of the advents or or comings of, mm-hmm. of Jesus. Uh, the first Sunday we, we see Jesus riding in uh, into Jerusalem humbly on a donkey until so we get his first coming humbly uh, in humiliation. Uh, his the, the second week of Advent we get his second coming, uh, and we heard the gospel lesson uh, last week of 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 heaven and earth. Uh, passing away and, and and the Lord coming again uh, with a cloud and, and great glory. So that's his second coming. And then this Sunday uh, would be his third coming. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that might be the most unfamiliar, um, but probably the most comforting. It, it's that Christ not only came 2,000 years ago and not only will come again sometime in the future, but is coming Still today, now, yeah. God is visiting his people, uh, and he's doing so through his means of grace, his word and sacraments. And those yeah. have come up over and over again uh, in, in our lessons today
0: yeah definitely yeah we we discussed that at the beginning of at the the first episode of the podcast we We read from uh, Bishop Locke's book about the three uh advents of Christ and so now we get yeah like you say the most comforting of them on this God-ate yeah. Sunday uh, of uh, when he comes to us even now in word and sacrament. So uh, well, should we dive into the lessons and see how how that coming is is described and depicted? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh so we we go then uh, and which uh, lectionary are you using uh at your church?
1: Um so the historic lectionary mm-hmm. uh, from from ELH, uh the ELS right. historic lectionary. And cool. uh we use for our translation the ESV, uh the evangelical mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, EHV, uh too many of them. evangelical heritage version. Uh, yes. The, the newer one uh published by uh the Wisconsin Synod and the ELS.
0: Yes, and, and listeners who have been up to date with this podcast will be familiar with that. It's the same one we use. So. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so let's go then uh, to the, the very first lesson. What do we have there? So
1: we have uh, the Italian prophet, Malachi. <laughs> or, yes. or, or, or or Malachi. Malachi, <laughs> I think, actually. Malachi 3, 1 to 6. Um, All right. And uh, would you like me to read it?
0: Yes, if you would, please.
1: All right. Uh, Malachi says, look, I am sending my messenger. He will will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord whom you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight will surely come, says the Lord of armies. But who can endure the day when he comes? Who will remain standing when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire, like launderer's bleach. He will be seated like a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and like silver. They will belong to the Lord and bring him an offering in righteousness. Judah and Jerusalem's offerings will be pleasing to the Lord as they were in the days of old in years long ago. I will approach you to judge you. I will be quick to give testimony against those who practice occult arts, those who commit adultery, those who swear false oaths, those who cheat workers out of their wages, those who wrong a widow and a fatherless child, those who turn away a resident alien, all those who do not fear me, says the Lord of armies. Certainly I, the Lord, do not change. That is why you, sons of Jacob, have not come to an end.
0: All right. Well, there's a there's a lot to unpack in this, this uh, prophetic writing of, of Malachi's here. But we see uh, the, the first thing that strikes me is about the sending of the messenger. And uh, New Testament people would uh, probably right there immediately see John the Baptist. Am I on the right track?
1: You are on the right track. And, <laughs> and, and there's a really interesting thing going on here um, because uh, Malachi's, I, I believe Malachi's name, uh, if you were to translate it, uh, would mean messenger.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, and so Malachi's uh, name means my messenger. And he's saying, look, I was send Malachi, my messenger, but he's not talking mm-hmm. about himself. He's talking about John the Baptist. And mm-hmm. and of course, Malachi is the we have it as the last book of the Old Testament. It probably uh, uh, very well could have been the last book of the Old Testament written. And so, this is about 400 years, I believe, before John the Baptist uh, was born. And and so, Malachi is giving this prophecy uh, about John, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it doesn't stay on John too long. No, uh, <laughs> because then then we get right into um, verse. Uh, Uh, Where is it? Verse one here already Uh, will come to his. Then suddenly the Lord whom you are seeking will come to his temple. Um, So then we get Jesus already. Mm -hmm. The Messiah has come uh, in whom your delight will surely come says the Lord of armies. Um,
0: it's and, delightful how this prophecy just kind of bounces off of John and goes straight to Jesus.
1: Yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's exactly what what John the Baptist is all about. Uh, you know, his symbol is the the pointing finger, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's the one that's always pointing to Jesus. And so, even 400 years before he's born, he's pointing to Jesus. Uh, and how how cool is that in in scripture? Um, but uh, this uh, this coming of Jesus, the messenger of the covenant. Uh, sounds like bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not sound very joyful, uh, and, and so already this maybe doesn't seem to fit with Gaudete Sunday, uh, the the idea that he's gonna who's gonna remain standing when he appears. So he's gonna be like a refiner's fire, like launderer's bleach, to mm-hmm. uh, purify us like gold and silver. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's this idea that. Well, he's a refiner, and what does a refiner do? Uh, a refiner uses super hot fire to melt down metal, to purify it. And, and, and that's never a, a pleasant thing for the metal when it's happening,
2: uh,
1: I'm guessing. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, w- what happens on the other end? The metal comes out, and, and, the, and the refiner, he, he takes it out, and he molds it, and he crafts it, and he makes it worth something. He makes it valuable. Um, whereas before it was, just, it was just a hump of rock or a hump of hunk, hunk, hunk of metal, and, and now all of a sudden because of the refiner, it has value, mm-hmm. um, and that's what God does for us in our faith. He he's got to refine us. He's got to burn our, our rust and and everything away and strengthen our faith. And of course that's not always pleasant when it's happening, but the outcome is is always good. Um,
2: right,
1: and. Uh, uh uh the 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 hymn the will of God is always best um mm-hmm. would would fit well here um sure. yeah, God, God certainly refines us um and he refines us by by law and, and gospel and, and Malachi gets into the law next I will approach you to judge you um and so God God uses the law on us to show us our sin uh, but then he uses the gospel. Uh, certainly I, the Lord, do not change. That is why mm-hmm. you, son of Jacob, have, have not come to an end. Um, so yes. so God isn't using, uh, God isn't, he never tests us to to harm us. Uh, he never has evil in mind for us. He doesn't test us to, to kill us. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's doing so to, to make our faith stronger and, um, we're not going to come to an end. God will not let us come to an end. Um, he's going to to do the work of purifying though, uh, to to make us strong. He's going to do it through uh, through through His Word and sacraments. Um, he's going to make right. us strong and comfort us. Continue to comfort us through His Word and sacraments.
0: Yeah, I was going to remark on this that it's very clear law and gospel as well as theology of the cross uh, coming through all of this. That in that suffering, yes. that's what that's something God uses. To, to bring that purification out. And he does that, like you say, through his word and sacraments. Uh, think of the, the beginning of Jesus' ministry, how he came preaching, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's calling people to turn around, and he's going to accomplish that turning. Yeah,
1: yeah, very true, very true.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you have more comments on the Old Testament lesson? Ah, uh, that, that might be all I There's have. a lot we could say. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, for the sake of time, maybe we better keep moving because I got more to say on some of these other lessons.
0: Sure, sure. Well, let's let's go on to to the next of the, the propers. Um, is, would that be the second lesson now, or do you have a, a psalm in between there? Uh,
1: so we do a gradual um, okay. or psalm response. And, and the psalm response, the gradual is Psalm 80, verses mm-hmm. 1 and 2. It says, You who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. Stir up your strength and come. Give ear, O Shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock.
0: Um, Beautiful,
1: <laughs> yeah. So there we get this stir up. Um, yeah, I, it's
0: it's not gone from this Advent Sunday. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love all of the all of the propers for for all these Advent Sundays. They all they all they all kind of mix together so well that that one each one of them has like remin they're reminiscent of maybe one Sunday ago or two Sundays ago or. Maybe a, hmm. a flavor of what's to come uh, next Sunday. Um, yeah, it's it's really neat.
0: What uh, what uh, stands out to me for that psalm is that uh, you who are uh, seated between the cherubim. Is that how you had it translated there? Yeah, you um,
1: who dwell, dwell beneath the cherubim. Dwell which,
0: Yes, uh, which which of course is uh, an allusion to the ark of the covenant uh, yeah. and the mercy seat. Uh, in the the tabernacle in the temple in the Old Testament where God did dwell with his people and now we're saying you you were with your people there so be with us now uh right along with those same means of grace right yeah
1: exactly that, and, and and give ear, O shepherd of Israel uh, yeah. Lord of the church you who lead Joseph like a flock we we are your church and, and and come here uh amidst us uh stir up your strength lord and and, and come to us
3: yeah.
0: And there's a, there's another feature that uh, that you're calling to mind for me here with this as well but, uh, I, I don't know if it continues, but so far it's already there that uh, the, the, the people of God being God's possession is very key. If God possesses these people, uh, then He's the one who accomplishes the salvation, and He is it's His responsibility, and of course He's not going to fail in that. That uh, verse six of Malachi three, as well as this here. Uh, you shepherd Joseph like a flock, and it's, this is yours. You you are the one who takes care. Yeah, is that something that continues with these lessons? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, especially in the gospel, we're
1: we're going to see that the Lord mm-hmm. Lord doesn't change, uh, yeah. and the Lord has the best in mind for for His people, for His church, and and God loves His church more than more than any of us do. Um, right, and if if God loves it that much. You know, we want the church to continue. We want uh, God's word to be preached on earth. Well, God wants that even more, and and, and so certainly God is going to, God is, mm-hmm. He's going to make His kingdom come, um, and uh, uh, it certainly comes even without our prayer. Right? That's what mm-hmm. we pray in the in the Lord's prayer. Right. Right.
0: Right. Should we go on to the the second lesson then?
1: Yes, so 1 Corinthians 4, 1-5, uh, Paul writes, This is the way a person should think of us, as servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. In this connection, moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But it is a trivial matter to me if I am evaluated by you or by a day in a human court. Why, I do not even evaluate myself. I do not, in fact, know of anything against myself, but I am not justified by this, Rather, the one who evaluates me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing ahead of time until the Lord comes. He will bring to light whatever is hidden in darkness and also reveal the intentions of hearts. Then there will be praise for each person from God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I, I like to you, you look at that passage as one that's very comforting for pastors.
1: <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I was thinking that as I was preparing this and, and reading through it uh i i just love all of first corinthians oh sure <laughs> um, really both both of the the epistles to the corinthians uh they are just so comforting for pastors um mm-hmm. because paul's writing to a church that has problems and yeah. and what do you know yeah. what churches today have problems too uh you don't say. <laughs> and, and and pastors have to deal with those and nope. and this and this section is is really interesting and and there's some allusions to the gospel here too mm-hmm. um you know, this so this is first corinthians and and of course this is where paul is is talking about the wisdom of god being wiser than men and uh, just a few chapters before and and uh, just right before this in in chapter three uh he's saying that well if if my wisdom is wiser than men well, don't put your trust in, in men. Don't put your trust in princes. Uh, what is Paul? What is, uh, who is Ap- Apollos? Um, God is the one doing everything. So put your trust mm-hmm. in God. Uh, don't put your trust in men. And, and certainly don't seek men out for their wisdom or their craftiness or their wittiness or, you know, their whatever. Um, uh, they are uh they are servants of God, and, and that's exactly what Paul goes into now in, in chapter 4. So this is the way you should think of a, of a pastor, servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. Um, and, and so uh, even though you're, you're not to seek out a pastor for their their wisdom uh, or or anything else, that doesn't mean pastors are, are completely uh, valueless and and uh, <laughs> you, you shouldn't you should just trample on them because they don't matter at all. Uh, Paul says that the proper way to, to think of a pastor is servant of Christ and steward of God's mysteries. And, and it's, it's that in verse one where we, we get these the, the means of grace again. And what the role of a pastor really is supposed to be, a, a steward of the, of the means of grace. Um, mm-hmm. Someone to administer God's gospel and administer the sacraments to give people. Uh, the Lord's Supper uh, to baptize Christians. Um, this is this is the duty of of a pastor,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and uh, yeah. So the, the means of grace there. This is Christ Christ's third coming, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the in the in the Old Testament lesson when God was uh, you know when God refines us, He uses the law, but then He uses the gospel too to shape us and 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 to really cleanse us he doesn't just use generic gospel he doesn't just throw the gospel out in our generic direction he uses pastors pastors to apply these words to us um right. and so we are we are stewards of of God's mysteries they're not ours to, to deal with it's not our words it's not my forgiveness it's it's God's forgiveness that i'm uh, and you and and all pastors are 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 administering
0: Right. Yeah, and it's interesting. He uses that term "mysteries" here to refer to those means of grace. They're they're the unimaginable things of God, but He gives them into human hands. Yeah, um, has to use. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: another Latin word we can bring in here is the well is sacrament, Mm -hmm. which means mystery. This Mm -hmm. is where we get the word sacrament from. These mysteries. Yeah, and then uh, so then he so he, he he just said what how people should think about pastors.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but of course, you know, uh, uh, well, uh people will, will, will want to judge pastors for other reasons besides their ability to, uh, or their, their administering of the means of grace. And, and, uh, I think especially around this season, uh, what pastor hasn't been judged for, for singing somebody's uh, not so favorite Christmas hymn or, or, or not singing someone's favorite Christmas hymn or you know whatever. Sure. There's so many outward things that that uh, people can can judge their their pastors over. Uh, and uh, I need to take the star too because it, it it wears on me too. Um, you know I, I want to seek my my people's approval. Uh, but uh, but Paul says it's a trivial matter to me if I'm evaluated by you or by a day in a human court. Uh, what mm-hmm. does it matter what what people think about us? um and and my wisdom or my craftiness or you know whatever um, am I being faithful to to the means of grace and and my people um, right. and and so Paul says, why I, I don't even evaluate myself I, I do not in fact know of anything against myself, but I am not justified by this and of course we we are justified by what people think of us and even though it can be very tempting to to think that way and uh, and, and get down uh, in our, in our congregations when, when things might not be going well, uh, we judge ourselves, uh, harshly then, Mm. um, because of, you know, whatever, whatever problems going on in the congregation and their, their judgment of us. Um, so, so Paul says, rather the one who evaluates me is the Lord and therefore judge nothing ahead of time until the Lord comes. Um, so it very well may be that God is refining us as pastors. Uh, Mm. and, uh, he is molding us and, and uh, increasing our faith uh, through our vocations, our trials. Uh, and yet the end will come. God will redeem his people. Uh, God's light will shine forth and, and God will uh, save us, not because of our vocation or our work, but by his.
0: Yeah, and there's a little bit of that uh, physician heal thyself in here that, uh, you yeah. know, as pastors, it's so. Uh, common for us to think, well, this what I'm preaching here—that's for other people, but it's it's not for me. But uh, here, Paul is is kind of getting right to the heart for for pastors. It, it's it's a law message for pastors too. That idea of you know seeking that human approval. No, don't don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the point is that the the mysteries of God we are judged by the Lord. So um, do as as He has commanded and administer those means of grace uh, for Him. And of course, when He does evaluate us, He evaluates us in that second coming based on on Christ's work yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and of course there's and there's comfort here not just for pastors but yeah. but for for lay people too yes uh, God is coming to his people through the means of grace uh, right. through your pastors God is coming uh, there uh, whatever he will bring to light whatever sitting in the darkness of course that that could be um, you know, that, that's a scary thing too that God is going to reveal our sins but Uh, The light is always better than the darkness. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, there will be praise for each person from God. So God is going to praise each person, again, not for for our vocations, um, but because he has uh, shown the light of Jesus on on each one of us. And he sees us now uh, as, as pure and holy as the bride of Christ, his son.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: And I, I just have to mention this, too. I, I this is Sort of an aside, I was reading, uh, 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 I'm doing some time reading some of the ancient church fathers, and I, I read uh, Clement's first letter, uh,
3: hmm.
1: and his epistle is to uh, the church in Corinth, same congregation. Wow. And uh, he's writing it about, uh, probably between 70 and maybe 96 A.D., so okay. what is it, maybe 20... Uh, Twenty to forty years after Paul wrote to the Corinthians,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and it's amazing. In, in Clement's letter, so this is not not in not in scripture, but it's a real letter that was written to this real congregation of Corinth. And and Clement is uh, saying some of the exact same things that Paul had told the Corinthians here in First Corinthians. Right. Uh, it, so things haven't really changed too much uh, <laughs> in that time, and uh, I I just found comfort in that too. Um, mm-hmm. These things always will, will happen. We we constantly need this reminder from God. Um, uh, we need a reminder what what the office of pastor is. Uh, what we really should be concerned about, and, and our people should uh, be reminded too that there will always be problems in the church because we're not in heaven yet, uh, and there will be uh, sin and, and sorrow this side of heaven. Uh, but yet, even amidst that, we can we can rejoice.
2: Right. Right.
0: Right. Oh, so, so then, let, should we move on then to um, the the verse of the day? You have a, yeah, yeah. So the
1: verse of the day is Psalm eighty, verse two, um, and uh, this is echoing last Sunday. Uh, last Sunday's intro, it's uh, or Psalm was Psalm eighty, I believe, hmm. and so here we get, to, Alleluia, Alleluia. Stir up your strength and
0: come and save us, Alleluia. Hmm. So yeah. We get kind of all three um, advents are tied up in there. I think um, mm-hmm. that, of course, Christ did come and did save us. You know, but from the perspective of the psalm writer uh, writing it at the time, he was waiting for that first advent of Christ. Uh, but now we're saying, "Come and save us!" Is in yeah. on the last day, bring us to the salvation you won, but also save us, bring us the salvation and the means of grace right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Is course- it significant that that uh, is said right before the proclamation of the gospel here? <laughs>
1: Uh, You know, yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, I I just love the historic lecture because these lessons, for the most part, have been so thought through. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we could uh, sometimes, uh, you know, somebody will say, well, why do we have to use this? Or why do we have to use that? And The answer is, we don't. Um, (laughs) But uh, these things have, have been very well thought through by people that are, Probably generally smarter than us, uh, <laughs> and, and certainly me, uh, and maybe you too, uh, but certainly, <laughs> certainly me. Um, and uh, uh, there is beauty when you when you dive deep into into these things and, and give yourself some uh, some structure and, and confine yourself really to these, uh, and then to see what it, what all these verses together are saying, because uh, all of Scripture is is one um it it all ties in together mm-hmm. and uh I, I i maybe compare it to art uh mm. i'm i'm somewhat of a designer and in design and art uh less is usually more um we had mm-hmm. a, a phrase uh, when i was learning graph design uh with the acronym kiss keep it simple stupid <laughs> uh and uh, so keep it simple uh, give yourself some limitations or else you're just going to be left with a, a jumbled mess that, that doesn't really fit or, or, or have any coherence. Uh, and yet all these lessons, uh, and, and propers, um, they, they really do tie in well together. Even, even the color for the day, the rose color
2: mm-hmm. and, and
1: how it just brings out the, the joy that's, that's in kind of hidden in in all of these different texts,
0: right, right. Well, and all of that uh, then culminates in the gospel lesson. Are you ready for that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Matthew eleven two to ten. While John was in prison, he heard about the things Christ was doing. He sent two of his disciples to ask him, "Are you the coming one, or should we wait for someone else?" Jesus answered them, "Go report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk." Those who have leprosy who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the gospel is preached to the poor. Blessed is the one who does not take offense at me. As these two were leaving, Jesus began to talk to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? No, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. So what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and he is more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. So we, we get that echo from, from Malachi there at the yeah. very end. Um, and uh, of course, uh, Malachi is in there and it hopefully should, should draw us uh, into this uh, text and remind us of that at the end here. But um, this text, I I. I have really grown an appreciation for this text, uh, and it actually comes up twice in the historic lectionary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the other time is Reformation Sunday,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or at least part of it, uh, on Reformation Sunday, uh, and uh, it, it again really comforting to pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's a couple ways that you can take this text. Um, so you have John in prison, and he's sending to Jesus two of his disciples to ask him, are you the Christ or shall we wait for somebody else? Um, some uh, have said that this is John sending his disciples to, to Jesus uh, to, maybe, to maybe test them and, and maybe refine them uh, and, and, and to increase their faith. Um, I tend to see this as maybe John is despairing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in prison. Uh, John's a human being like us too. Uh, John was a real pastor. Uh, he had to deal with real problems, and and of course, now he's thrown in prison. Uh, that's got to be the, the the biggest one of the biggest blows to your self esteem and, and morale uh, to be to be thrown in prison for your your preaching. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what what John um, what had happened to John, and so he's wondering. Well, I was supposed to prepare the way for Jesus. Uh, that doesn't seem to be going out so well. Go, uh, working out so well, uh, I'm in prison. This is not working out the way I thought. He's gotta uh, be
0: wondering where's that kingdom I was saying was coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so he's probably despairing. Uh, he's in prison, and and so he sends to Jesus, "Are you the coming one, or should we wait for somebody else?" And so then Jesus answers, "Go report to John what you hear and see." The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the gospel is preached to the poor. And, and this isn't just some random passage that that Jesus is is sending back to John. Uh, this is from Isaiah sixty-one, and hmm. and and John is no dummy. Uh, John would have been able to to fill in the rest of the text. Um, somebody who knew scripture as well as John the Baptist did. And of course, Isaiah is just rich with, with all these prophecies about John. And so certainly John would have known, uh, Isaiah 61. Mm -hmm. And, and let me just read for you, uh, the rest of of the section here from Isaiah 61. Um, so the, this is, uh, starting at verse one. Um, and I've got the, the new King James open here. Um, So the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. So John would have filled in the blank with Jesus speaking to him uh, that he's going to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Uh, Jesus is speaking directly to John. He's speaking words of gospel mm-hmm. straight to John, uh, and it's it's specific gospel too. Uh,
2: yes,
1: but it's it's not filled in in the text, uh, and so the reader kind of has to has to understand that, um, which just makes makes this lesson I think even even cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love I love Marvel movies, and I love all the <laughs> Easter eggs. In, in all the different marvel movies referencing all the different different ones and 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 this to me is like one of those Easter eggs in scripture uh that you you have to read uh many different things to to really find this out but
2: sure sure uh, definitely and isaiah
1: uh, sixty one by the way is just all theology of the cross the whole well, the whole chapter of isaiah
0: sixty one it uh, it forms the the basis too of jesus first sermon in nazareth um that's the exact text that he he reads from the scroll of Isaiah uh, in his hometown. Uh, it's recorded in Luke 4. Um, and he does that, too, which um, when he, he tells the, the people there, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing today, uh, this day. Um, and uh, they, they're they impressed, but also filled with doubt and mockery uh, of him. And so that leads to the whole uh, when Jesus says a prophet is not welcome in his hometown. Um mm-hmm. So it, it, again, that this the I'm I'm seeing more you know, Easter eggs here, <laughs> as, yeah. as scripture has it. That uh, this this same um, passage showed the the rejection that Jesus faced as well in his hometown. Um, how it was used elsewhere in his life. That,
1: um, that's great. And and again, it's it's pointing pointing to Jesus while mm-hmm. while speaking to John.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: John is is pointing us to Jesus even in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, even through even through Isaiah.
2: Right. Uh, right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Beautiful. And
1: wow. let's see what's net. What's next here. Um, then Jesus began to talk to the crowds about John. What did you go out in the wilderness mm-hmm. to see or shaken by the wind, uh, man dressed in soft clothing. Um, in other words, this, this is no, um, John is no, no wimp. Uh, no, uh, uh, no guy that's, you know, uh, sitting in a palace, uh, drinking tea and, and, uh, it's really hurt by, you know, has, has his feelings hurt easily. Um, he's a prophet, but he's, and he's more than a prophet. Um, it's, it's, this is Elijah the one to come My my messenger ahead of you will prepare your way before you. Um, and, and I think, you know, Jesus saying too, this is, uh, I mean, maybe just reminding the people that John needs the gospel too uh mm. and 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 kind of telling them again what they should be looking for in in a prophet uh maybe uh with an allusion back to our our first corinthians lesson um yeah. what is a prophet what is a pastor supposed to be doing what, are, what do how do people uh how how are people supposed to see them uh and and their role um so that, that's what that's what I see here.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that, uh, that ties right in with um, uh, John when he was preparing the way for Jesus, too. He had that phrase, he must increase, but I must decrease. Um, but, uh, yeah. It really kind of points to the fact that the life of a prophet uh, or of a pastor is one of the cross, uh, that we bear the cross because partially it points to Jesus. Um, because it's not about us, it's about Jesus, even when it is about us, as, as Jesus here is talking about John, when he's talking about John, he's talking about even more how John was all about Jesus. Yeah. John's whole ministry was about Jesus. And so that's the, that's the standard. And that's where John's salvation comes into, as well as the salvation of all the people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and God encourages all Christians to take up their cross and, Mm -hmm. and follow him. Um, and, and again, that's like you said, that's, that's how, uh, that's how God reveals his glory, uh, not in the, in the great and, and powerful things in the world, but, but through the weak things, um, through humble things and, and through the means of grace, these humble elements of, of bread and wine and, and water, uh, just, for, for us in Oregon, Wisconsin, just regular Oregon tap water that <laughs> God uses uh, to save people from their sins. Right. Um, of course, it's not the water doing it. It's, it's water combined with the word and God's promise. And, and then, of course, too, uh, God using simple human speech. Um, hmm. And we don't think about it being an element, um, but but speech is. Words are. Um, your your ears the eardrums in your ear vibrate when you hear somebody talking to you. The, 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 the molecules uh, in the air are, are are traveling through from somebody else to you, uh, and you're hearing that straight from another person. Um, and so God uses these, these, these human and humble things to accomplish his great purpose, his salvation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, and that comes out here. What what you go to look for? A reed shaken by the wind, or a man dressed in soft clothing? Uh, one of those things, you know. Yeah. But whatever your expectation was, that's not what you are going to find when you look for God working. You're going to find Him yeah. in those humble means.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and I think too here, uh, the reed shaken by the wind. Mm. Um, uh, is it maybe Isaiah 40 or 41? Uh, of course comfort comfort ye my people and, yeah. and, then, and then a bit after that uh, you get Jesus talking about about a, a reed shaken uh, and, and of course it makes me think of too that Jesus said that a bent reed he will not, not break and, mm-hmm. and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out and yes. that's what he does too for John if John is indeed doubting here and 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 despairing well jesus doesn't break him uh, as a reed he doesn't snuff his faith out he builds it up by by proclaiming the gospel even even to john
0: right it's it's a, more of that light right in the midst of this darkness of advent we get yeah. that that it's just pure gospel joy that is is brought out for us here <laughs> yeah Yep. yeah all right, so any more thoughts on the, the gospel lesson here?
1: I think that's all I have for the gospel.
0: All right, so we've gone through the, the three lessons now. Do you have um, any one that you're using as your sermon text? Uh,
1: this year I'm preaching through the, uh, through the epistle, okay. uh, so I'll be using the 1 Corinthians 4 text, uh, which is one that I haven't preached on before. Um, last year I, I went all the way through um, the year preaching the Old Testament, Wow. And uh, that was a joy because just finding Christ in the Old Testament in some right. of these seemingly random places is, <laughs> is really neat. Again, uh, filling my my Marvel Easter egg uh, need there. Yeah, uh, finding yeah. Jesus in all these weird places. Uh, <laughs> and so now I'm now I'm using the Epistles, so I'll be preaching in First Corinthians four.
0: All right. Well, that's an interesting one to preach on because then you know the pastor gets to talk about himself a little.
2: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but. And, and probably,
1: uh, you know, I, I tend to do this, and I did it last year with the Old Testament, um, especially a lot of the, in the historic lectionary, in the ELS, a lot of the Old Testament lessons are are in uh, the books of the prophets, so like Jeremiah and Isaiah, uh, and so it's a lot of prophecies, um, not a whole lot of stories, um, and so you got to kind of have stories from somewhere, and you could either... Take a story from your life, or uh, yep. what I like doing is taking a story from from Jesus' life, the Gospel, mm-hmm. and uh, there tends to be some pretty good stories every Sunday in the Gospel. And so I'll oh, yeah. probably tie in John the Baptist here um, and bring him back into into the Epistle,
0: definitely. Well,
1: um, definitely. trying to you know staying textual to the to the uh, Epistle, of course, but um, using John the Baptist as as the illustration rather than me
0: right um, so uh, what other um, propers are there for this this Sunday
1: uh, so uh, of course I I I use um, I, I tend to think of the uh, the chief hymn
2: mm-hmm. as a
1: proper um, and uh, Christian worship doesn't call it the chief hymn they call it the sermon hymn and okay. uh, it, it it kind of has this idea that pastor should pick whatever hymn fits his sermon best? Um, I tend to not like that approach so much, and uh, instead, I just use whatever the chief hymn is appointed for the week, uh, mm-hmm. and they tend to usually fit the gospel um, mm-hmm. rather than my sermon, which I think is a good thing because the place it, it it's usually sung in the in the liturgy, uh, it it comes after the gospel, and so it's really a it's somebody else's, a, usually a poet's commentary on the gospel text. Right. And, and the gospel really is the thing that the whole service rotates around. Not my sermon, uh, but the mm-hmm. gospel. My, my sermon is to to, to help expound and, and, and proclaim the gospel. Right. Um, but the service itself revolves around the gospel. And, and that's what the hymn does, too. It's pointing back to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, And uh, so I I use the same chief hymn every year, although this will be the first year I use this chief hymn because I I didn't realize it was in our hymnal last year uh, (laughs) because uh, it's got a different uh, title in Ah. CW than it does in ELH. And so when I was looking at uh, the the proper uh, hymn for the day for the chief hymn uh, in the ELS lectionary, I couldn't find that hymn in, in CW. So I, just found another one, mm-hmm. uh, but it is in there, just with a different different title. Um, so in ELH, it's "Rise, Children of the Kingdom." It's hymn one hundred and five.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, in CW, it's called "Arise, O Christian People," and it's hymn fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- at least I think it's the same hymn. Um, the two hymnals they use the same melody but they use two very different translations um, and they even attribute it to, to a different guy. Oh. Uh, but the dates are like identical. Uh, <laughs> so so I'm not sure what's going on there and, and which hymnal to believe right now.
2: Uh, I'll
1: have to dig more digging, do more digging into into what's going on there. But yeah. the, the message in, in both hymns uh, line up pretty well. Uh, well, tell all, us a little all, bit
0: about that message. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll read uh, just the first verse from the, from Christian worship here. Uh, Arise, O Christian people, prepare yourselves today. Prepare to greet the Savior who takes your sins away. To us by grace alone, the truth and light were given. The promised Lord from heaven to all the world is shown.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so many echoes of, of all the, the different themes in Advent here.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but the promised Lord from heaven to all the world is shown. Um, To us by grace alone. Um, Just a great text. And prepare to greet the Savior who takes your sins away. Well, how does God do that? Uh, But in the Word and Sacraments. Yeah. Uh, So so again, you have that here. Uh, Verse 2. Prepare the way before him. Prepare for him the best. Cast out what would offend him, this great, this heavenly guest. Make straight, make plain the way, the lowly valleys raising, the heights of pride abasing, abasing his path all even Um mm. And uh, of course that's, that's definitely John the Baptist yes. that makes straight the paths. Um, mm-hmm. And of course that was prophesied all the way back in, in Deuteronomy
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, with uh, Israel being referred to as a, 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 a crooked path.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then Isaiah is the one that, that takes that and, and uh, says that the, uh, Someone's going to come and, and make straight those paths. And, of course, John the Baptist is going to prepare the way for Jesus again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get that here. And, of course, that's what we should do f- for our hearts each Sunday as we especially prepare to receive the Lord's Supper. Yes. Um, that we repent of our sins. So we, we make straight our hearts. Um, and, and we prepare not, uh, as Luther said, not by fasting and and other outward things, um, but but by but by looking inward at, at our own hearts mm-hmm. uh, and casting out uh, what was what is all the rust again from from Malachi uh, everything right. that is crooked,
0: Purify that that metal.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Uh, verse three: the humble heart and lowly God raises up on high. Beneath his feet in terror, the haughty soul shall lie. The heart sincere and right that heeds God's invitation and makes true preparation, it is the Lord's delight. Uh, mm-hmm. This could be sung uh, as preparation for the Lord's Supper, I think. Uh, this yeah. verse. Um, so the humble heart, God raises up. Um, mm-hmm. That's what it means to, to be prepared, to be worthy. Um, but if, if you're heart, if you're, if you're haughty, if you're high in yourself, if you think you, you are worthy because of what you do, uh, by your vocation, uh, well, beneath his feet in terror,
3: mm-hmm.
1: your soul is going to lie. Um, but the heart sincere and right that heeds God's invitation. So the invitation again, to come to him, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest uh, because mm-hmm. Uh, he will. He will not break a, 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 a bent reed or, or snuff out a, 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 a smoldering wick. Um, so the heart sincere and right uh, that makes true preparation. That yes. is the Lord's delight.
0: It seems like verse three is kind of a commentary on the last few lines of verse two: the lowly valleys raising, the heights of pride abasing. That you know, evening out yeah. the, the valleys are raised up and the mountains are brought low.
1: Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. And, and of course that makes us think maybe of, uh, is it, oh, I'm going to embarrass myself if I get them wrong now. Is that Mary's song of yes. the where mm-hmm. she's talking about uh, uh, casting down the, the mighty from their thrones mm-hmm. uh, and raising up the lowly.
0: No, oh, that, that great reversal that, uh, mm-hmm.
1: marks Jesus coming. <laughs> yeah. And so then verse four, prepare my heart, Lord Jesus, Turn not from me aside, and help me to receive you this blessed advent tide, from stall and manger low, come now to dwell within me. I'll sing your praises gladly and forth your glory show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So a prayer and, and a wonderful prayer uh, that, that really does call us to mind, uh, call call to mind the, the sacraments, the
0: mm-hmm. Lord's supper.
1: Come now to dwell within me. Uh, this blessed adventine
0: yeah well and tied to that anticipation of the festival that's coming soon that christmas festival the one who's in the manger dwells in our hearts by faith through the means of grace yeah yeah the
1: same same baby that came humbly in a manger also comes to us humbly in word and sacrament
0: yeah excellent that's that's oh. a beautiful hymn of the day uh and uh it, certainly does comment on that uh gospel lesson um with that great comfort for someone in prison <laughs> comfort yeah. for those who are in pain um which is you know it's it's always needed but it's it's something especially it's, it's beautiful that uh, this season comes uh in the the depths of winter for us in the northern hemisphere anyway yeah. uh that uh, when things are all dark we see the light of christ's coming even before christmas we see that light uh in the anticipation um, for his, his arrival and how he does come to us still now in the, the means of grace.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got, uh, th- there's so many great Advent hymns. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just point out one other hymn that I'm using this yes, Sunday. Please. Uh, and, and this is a hymn that's unique to CW. It's not an ELH. Mm.
2: Um,
1: but I, I love it. It's hymn number five in CW. And uh, it's a Werner Franzmann hymn. Um, so it, it's a, a more modern hymn. Um, mm-hmm. Franzmann died in, in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tune is uh, Pur Nobi's Naskatur. Um, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's as angels joyed with one accord. So as angels joyed with one accord upon the advent of our Lord. So laud we all and bless the name of him who from the Father came. And uh, then, it, then it goes into, well, how, how does he come? So he came not clothed in majesty nor power that suits his deity. In lowly state he walked till he in dying set us captives free. This done he soared to God's right hand, yet orphaned not his chosen band. For he not bound in grace and power attends his own each day and our uh, and, and that uh love that in, in in advent we get this over and over that that god does not leave us as orphans
2: mm-hmm. uh, he
1: does not leave us alone he, he sends something to us he sends ministers to us he sent his means of grace to us he sends jesus to us through these things
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: so so even though christ came two thousand years ago and we're awaiting his his coming again we're not left alone he, he's brought us, he's left us with himself. Uh, we just can't see it. It's, it's hidden.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: again, the theology of the cross, uh, that God is hidden uh, in, in, in humility. And so then verse four, uh, in every age, let praise abound. He comes, we hear his voice resound. His glorious gospel does not cease to bring us comfort, joy, and peace. So the gospel the verse is all about the word, that he we hear his voice resound. Uh, his voice never starts speaking because whenever Christians speak God's words of, of forgiveness, they're speaking his words, right. It's Jesus' words. And then verse 5. He comes in water to the child and cleanses it from birth defiled. The washing seals his pardoning grace and shows the father's kindly face. So baptism, he comes mm-hmm. in baptism, and he cleanses us. Uh, he washes us, and this washing seals his grace. So it yeah. it, it it's our proof that we have his grace. Right. Uh, it's our proof that we are are saved. Verse six, I bet you can guess uh, yep. what this verse is about. Yep. <laughs> he comes to us in bread and wine to give himself and gifts divine. Oh, mm-hmm. praise him! this sacrament redeeming love's great testament mm-hmm. so that the testament of of the lord's blood that that assures us that our sins are forgiven it's a his last will he, he cannot change his last word to us and his last word to us uh, before he he died were that uh, your sins are forgiven mm-hmm. uh do this take this uh and your sins are forgiven yes uh, and then finally verse seven So with with all this in mind, lift up your heads. uh, And that's a great Advent thing to say. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. All grief and pain shall vanish when he comes again, where we shall see him face to face. Their joy alone shall have a place. Excellent. So I think a perfect summary for the day. All grief and pain, which we have now. Uh, and, and these are the things that we can see now. We see grief yes. and pain now. Um, they shall vanish when he comes again. Well, we shall see him face to face. Their joy alone shall have a place. So faith, faith is, is trusting what cannot be seen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and right now we see, we see grief, we see pain, we see darkness. We can't see the light. We can't see joy.
0: Um, we can't see him face to face. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but but we will exactly. uh, when he comes again, uh, and and our faith will will give 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 way to sight. Um, we won't need faith anymore because then we will see by sight
2: mm-hmm.
1: instead of simply by faith. Uh, and so there we will have perfect joy, and have a perfect rejoicing. Rejoicing, gaudete forever.
0: Yeah. So yeah, this uh, this hymn does tie together all all three Advents and gets that that joy right at the end uh, to tie it all together. So it's it's wonderful for this Sunday. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, any anything else you want to comment on with the the service that you have planned for this coming Sunday, Jeff? Uh,
1: I am just looking forward to to wearing pink. <laughs>
0: Great. Right. I'm sure your congregation is looking forward to seeing it, too, <laughs> and uh, rejoicing with that pink as well. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I hope you listeners are, are also uh, very excited about this Sunday. It is such a joyful Sunday in the midst of this Advent season. We get that uh, that realization that we have Christmas with us already, even before Christmas comes. Uh, because Christ does come to us daily through his means of grace. Uh, so continue to rejoice in that. Gaudete, it's a command. We're telling you, rejoice. <laughs> so rejoice yes. with us uh, as we anticipate that Sunday. Uh, so if you'd like to, to send your comments to the show, you can find the, the website, tapestryradio.org slash Lord's House. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Uh, if people want to know more about you, Jeff, where can they find you? Uh, so they
1: can find me at my church's website. Uh, one of the places, I guess, uh, faithlutheranoregon.com. Yes.
2: Um,
1: and that's Oregon, Wisconsin, uh, <laughs> not, not, not Oregon, the state, um, Oregon. So faithlutheranoregon.com. Uh, my website uh, where I've got some, some graphics, liturgical graphic design and, and art um, is uh, Lutheran synod publishing.com. And uh, I am now uh, one of the contributing writers, writers to the website Bread for Beggars. Uh, so mm-hmm. you can find me there. And uh, I'm on Bread for Beggars really uh, through or because of uh, Michael uh, and uh, your work uh, on the Song of Songs uh, devotional book that, that you uh, wrote with me for, for Advent.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I hope people are enjoying that this season, and I hope they uh, can use it again next next year for Advent as well. Uh, I, I've been enjoying using it with my wife; she's she's appreciated it as well. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah and the beautiful design work that you put into it. So, yeah, I'd encourage uh, listeners to look for that as well. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, un- until this coming Sunday, uh, dear listeners. Uh, and we hope you can, can enjoy this beautiful Advent Sunday uh, for Gaudete. Uh, peace be within you.